Hello, everybody. Good Friday to you all. I just want to welcome you to episode five of the New Life Bible Study Podcast. My name is Rob Harston, and uh, today, since it's Good Friday, we will be discussing, you guessed it, Good Friday. Uh, I titled this message uh, Black Friday. Now, it's not the Black Friday that takes place the day after Thanksgiving where people wake up at the crack of, I don't know, 2 a.m. to go find the best deals, but both Black Fridays... Uh, represent savings. Uh, But the Black Friday we celebrate is the true saving. This is where Jesus Christ, the Savior, who knew no sin, became sin for us. It was custom in those days to take the best and cleanest lamb and, and bring it as a sacrifice. Jesus was that lamb, the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. It was a dark day in history. That Friday was the darkest day. And God took all of our sin and all of our shame and Threw it on Jesus. He hung, and as Jesus hung there, it was all on him as he hung for our forgiveness of our sins. So it was truly a Black Friday, but it was also a Good Friday. Uh, But before we get to that, I just want to start on Sunday, Palm Sunday, real quick. Um, I don't know about you guys, but this whole uh, this whole lockdown. uh, I know my family and I. We took the time to go through every day from. Palm Sunday all the way to Good Friday and see how busy Jesus was doing ministry. This was Jesus's last week on earth. And it was crazy to see all these things that happened. And in reflecting all this, we see that it was a week like no other. Um, it was, again, a very busy week. Um, so we come to Thursday, and this is where the, the disciples and Jesus met for the Last Supper. And, and we've gone, uh, the last couple episodes, we've gone over things that uh, happened that night. Um, but uh, the one thing they did after they ate and all that took place is they went down to the Garden of Gethsemane. And this is where this is where Jesus would always come. He would always come to the Garden and pray. Um, and so we get to this point, he's prayed, and now he's being arrested. Um, the crazy thing about his arrest was this was all done uh, at night between Thursday and Friday, uh, sometime after midnight. It, but it was an illegal hour uh, where he was tried and he was put to death. A couple hours after after that, a, a mob was formed of Jesus's enemies to force the issue to get rid of him as quickly as they could. They wanted him gone. They didn't want to look at him anymore. They didn't want to think about him anymore. So at that point, he was brought to, to people like Annas and, and Caiaphas and Pilate, people who would not help him, nor did the crowd help him at all. The ones that were yelling, crucify him just days before who were shouting Hosanna. But this was all part of God's plan. This was all part of God's will. Um, the suffering, uh, the submission, the surrender, the authority, all the accusations, all the, the things that were hurled at Jesus, this was all part of the plan. So now we get to the point where Jesus has is, is taken his cross and he is, he's, he's put on, uh, on Calvary. And we pick up the story in Luke 23, 32 to 49. I know it's a little long, but if you allow me to, I'd like to read it. It says this, starting in verse 32, two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Uh, Verse 34, and Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. And the people stood by watching, but the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, 
if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up uh, and offering him sour wine and saying, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also the inscription over him saying, this is the king of the Jews. Verse 39 says, one of the criminals who were hanged railed at him saying, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and save us. But the other rebuked him saying, do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said uh, to Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, truly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. It was now about the sixth hour and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour while the sun's light failed and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus calling out with a loud voice said, father into your hands, I commit my spirit. And having said this, breathe his last. Now, when the centurion saw that that had taken place, he praised God saying, certainly this man was innocent. And all of the crowds that had assembled for his spectacle, when they saw that what had taken place, they returned home beating their chests. And all his acquaintances and the women who had followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watching these things. What a savior. What a savior. This is Christ, our savior. If, if you look at it this way, there's never been a preacher like, like the dying Christ or a pulpit like the cross or even a congregation like the one at Calvary. Not even a sermon like the words Jesus spoke from the cross. It was the seven sayings of Jesus and the hours of his pain and agony. When we think of these seven uh, sayings, it's, it's hard not to feel some emotion. Um, you know, there's so many things that Jesus could have said, but yet he chose to say these seven things. And we need to understand these seven things. Um, one is how to forgive when he said, Father, forgive them. Two is how to comfort. Jesus says, you will be with me in paradise. And three, how to, sim- how to uh, sympathize with people. Uh, behold your mother, my God, my God. This is how to endure. And number five is how to suffer. It says, I thirst. And then number six, how to accomplish. Jesus says, it is finished. And number seven, how to die. Into your hands, I commit my spirit. When Jesus died, he uttered these beautiful things. These were not words of hate or threats, but a loving savior. And it showed the witness of his sovereignty. Jesus was sovereign even to the cross. He could have hate or even threatened them. You wait till I get down off this cross. But he didn't do that. He didn't threaten the very people that put him there. But instead, he chose to forgive them just as he has forgiven us today. Jesus was not forced to the cross. He was not taken there against his will. But Isaiah 53, 7 says he was led there. So we look at the cross, we look at the dark day, and we see that this is a dark day, but it's a good day because there are lessons that we can learn today. In his moments on the cross, he shows us some things that we can learn. One is obedience. This was his obedience to the Father. When Jesus and the disciples were done eating in that upper room, they went down to the Garden of Gethsemane like we covered, and place in a place where Jesus would often uh, pray. But this prayer on this night would be very different, much more intense. 
So much so that in Luke's gospel, it says his sweat was like drops of blood. He was praying to the Father that if there was another way to save humanity, can we do that? But what follows is so important and shows us his obedience. Jesus says, yet not my will, but your will be done. Jesus asked his father for another way, and there was no other way. Uh, and and well, there was no other way to do this. And, not, and, and, not, and being obedient to the father, he went to the cross. He was being obedient so we can learn to be obedient. We must also be obedient in the things that God asks us to do. He asks us to pray. He asks us to read his word, love one another, even though it's tough. Our second lesson is this, it's love. On the cross, he taught us about love. Jesus was beaten, he was bruised, mocked, and even hated. But like I just mentioned in the last lesson, we are to love, love our neighbors, our actual neighbors, yes, them too, but our neighbors are our friends, our family, our coworkers, and even our enemies. Yes, I said enemies, especially our enemies. When people make you mad or hurt you, we still need to love them, even when we don't want to. Look at what Romans 5, 8 says. It says, but God demonstrates his own love that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners or while we were still enemies of God, he, uh, Christ died for us. Jesus loves us so much that he died for us and we are worth a lot to our Father in heaven, aren't we? I mean, I look at it this way. We were worth Jesus to God. So lesson three is the sacrifice. In a culture where it's me first, it's I need this or I need to post this on social media so people see me and see what I'm doing. This is all in our face. But one place you don't find this is on the cross at Calvary. Here Jesus had some things on his mind, but it wasn't himself. It was people. What people? The people he loved, the people that put him on the cross. You see, around the cross, that day was dense. It was dark because the light of the world was being extinguished. But blessed be his name, for he stayed on the cross. I like this. Nails may have hung him there, but his love for us kept him there. Praise God. His love for us was so strong. And he, it was so strong and he, he was soon going home to his father and he made sure that all who believe and trust in him were going as well. John fifteen thirteen, Jesus speaking says, greater love has no one than this, that he lay his life down for his friends. We need to be putting ourselves, we need to be putting others before ourselves and doing this, we demonstrate love. It's easy to say, I love you to someone, but showing love is showing the love of Christ. So th- th- that's just amazing. I-, I-, I look at it and we struggle with these things. We struggle with the obedience, the love, and the sacrifice. But what else does he show us? What else can we learn? Humiliation. This is a tough one. This is, this is tough for me as well. This is, a, a, is tough for most people. We are born prideful. And humility is something learned or possibly served or even sometimes served. When Jesus died on the cross, he never argued about his rights or privilege. He, he, he simply lived a life as a suffering servant, embracing a, a life of, of rejection and shame and even poverty so that others could flourish. He humbled himself even to death on a cross. Like Philippians 2.8 says, And being found in appearance of man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. 
And here's the final one, number five, forgiveness. I saved uh, this one for, the, for, for last for two reasons. One, this could be the thing that we struggle with the most today. You see, true forgiveness is forgiving someone and really meaning it from your heart and moving on like, like nothing ever happened. Forgiveness is not, well, I forgive you, but the but is the killer of true forgiveness. And number two, forgiveness is, is, the, is the one of the things this day is all about. On the cross, Jesus died so we can be forgiven of all of our sins and be cleansed of all the unrighteousness. On the cross, we see Jesus ask the Father to forgive them for they know not what they're doing. And then when the thief offered his forgiveness and meant it, Jesus forgave him immediately. He demonstrated that forgiveness with all the people watching. So as we see this, we see He is the one who forgives our sins. Only the blood of Jesus can wash away the stain of sin. Maybe you're saying today, but you don't know what I've done. Well, I'm here to tell you, it doesn't matter what you've done. Just come to him. Ask him to forgive you and and truly mean it from your heart. And he will, just as he did with the thief. 1 John 1.9 says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if you have people today that are looking at you going, how can you be a Christian? There's no way. I know, I know what you've done. I've seen what you've done. Well, Romans 8.34 says this, that who is he or who is he that condemns Christ Jesus who died, but more than that, who was raised to life and is at the right hand of God, and who is interceding for us. So Jesus won't condemn you because he died for you. So again, it doesn't matter what you've done or what your friends say, just plain and simple, just come. In our story today, we see three men dying on crosses, and they have a story to tell. Let's look at cross one. A a thief is dying in sin. And the criminal said, "Um, aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and save us. This thief called out to Jesus to be saved but wasn't really sorry for the sins that he committed. The saving he was looking for was from the punishment and, and, and that he was getting and his crimes. But the problem was like our problem today. It was a heart problem. problem. Problems with the heart are all over the place today. And his heart, he wasn't willing to change and he died in his sins. Then we come to cross number two, a thief dying to sin. The other thief said, we are receiving what we deserve, but this man has done nothing wrong. Jesus, will you remember me when you enter your kingdom? And Jesus replied, today you shall be with me in paradise. At this moment, the thief recognized Jesus for who he was, a savior dying for his sins. And Jesus recognizes the thief for who he is, a sinner asking for forgiveness of his sins and having a change of heart and willing to die to his sinful ways. And then we have cross number three, a savior dying for sin. Jesus willingly went to the cross for the sole purpose to die for the sins of the world. Isaiah 53, six says, the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. Jesus bore our sins in his own body. And what, what, what that means is salvation from sin, forgiveness from sin is only found in the one who died on this Good Friday, and that is Jesus Christ. 
look at it this way. Both thieves called out to be saved. But on that day, only one was saved. The first thief was not sincere and had no plans on changing his heart. And even if Jesus would have, would have answered his request and taken him out, off that cross and let him go, this man would have just, he just would have went back to his sinful lifestyle. But the second thief desired to be saved from his sins. And if Jesus had set him free from his sins, I'm sure he would have followed Jesus. Question is, which thief represent, represents your life today? Man, we look around this world and we see a desperate world that needs Jesus. And, and, and you can have Jesus. All can come and receive the free gift of salvation that he offers. All. Jesus paid it all and all to him I owe. Jesus did the work. And all we need to do is come and believe and put our trust in him and humbly repent from our sins. Let me ask you a question. Do you need to fix your relationship with God today? Maybe you've walked away or you started chasing after things of this world instead of chasing after the one who created it. Do you need to enter into that relationship with him that you've never had before? Then you can come as well. Again, I will repeat this over and over. I'll say it again. All are welcome. We just have to come. Are you ready to do that? If you are, if you're ready to, to commit to Jesus Christ today, all you have to do is say this prayer, mean it from your heart, and, and confess it with your lips, and you will be saved. If you are ready to do this, pray this now. Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. I repent of all of my sins, and I believe that you died upon the cross for my sins, and that you rose from the dead and I confess that you are Lord and Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit to lead me, to guide me, and direct my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. If you just prayed that and you just meant that from your heart, again, I want to welcome you to the family of God on this Good Friday. Um, there's four things I do want you to, 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 to remember to do. And one is get a copy of the Bible if you don't have one. If you need one, I will let you know how to get one uh, after this. And, and when you do get it, read the book of John. It's the book of love. Uh, number two is pray. And praying again is just conversation. You're having a conversation with God. You have access to God now. And he wants to speak to you. And, and, and he wants to hear from us. So that way um, we, can, we, we can tell him things. We can thank him and all the things that he, he does for us in our life. So we want to make sure that we are praying uh, to God. And then number three, we want to go to a Bible-believing church. We want to get into a church that is, that is uh, preaching the word of God. That way we can learn, we can grow, and, and, and you'll, you'll see a, a, a whole new life um, when you do that. And then number four, tell somebody what you did. Let somebody know of the, of the commitment that you've made to Jesus Christ on this Good Friday. As always, you can leave us prayer requests and let us know how this, this podcast has helped you. And in that same box, you can give us your address and we can send you a, a Bible. Um, and, and also, um, if you need help finding a church, we can do that as well. You can do all of this by visiting our website at Bible Study. 
com. And one last thing, I just want to let you know that somebody uh, has, uh, has it's, it was some exciting news to me, um, that somebody um, wants to sponsor our podcast and is now doing so. Um, our new sponsor is First Full Service Realty. Um, they are offering all residential real estate services. If you are looking to buy or sell a home anywhere in Southern California or the Las Vegas Valley, call area code 702-373-9939. Broker and owner Rochelle Stewart can help you with all of your real estate needs. Her company features uh, what they call a Cali to Vegas connection as well. Deal with only one agent to help you sell your home in California and help you buy in Nevada. With over 18 years of experience, Rochelle and her first full service realty team can help you find your dream home and also make the selling process simple and headache free. I want to again thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your good Friday and I cannot wait until Sunday as you will. We will scream, he is risen. Thank you guys and God bless and may the Lord keep you safe.